You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Tuesday, August 13. Another back-to-school day for many children. Yeah, traffic was definitely different this morning. Lots of big yellow limousines on the road today. <laughs> yeah, so welcome to traffic them. backups. Yes. Going the opposite direction. Yeah. For me, it's, anyway. <laughs> both ways. It's, it's, it's busy out there today. Uh, two really important life issues on deck today that we'll mm-hmm. be taking a look at. Uh, a uh, life conference, Defending Life conference, and we'll also get to check in with American College of Pediatricians as well with um, um, some new guidelines and uh, more information that uh, I think is important for us to know. Mm-hmm. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Joining us by phone this morning, the Reverend Dr. Alfonso Espinosa, Senior Pastor at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Irvine, California. Good morning, Pastor Espinosa. Spinoza. Good morning, guys. So good to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us nice and early in uh, <laughs> in Irvine. Uh, I understand you have your coffee appropriately ready for the coffee hour. So uh, a joy to have I some I have time. my coffee. I am ready to go. So tell us about uh, your involvement with the Board for National Mission and um, some of the, the issues that came up at the last convention that were addressed. So I have the privilege to serve as a member and more recently as as vice chair of the board, Um, which means whenever our our great chairman takes a meeting off, I I have to step into his shoes and and actually lead meetings, which I don't like doing, but I I do it. I do it. You know, it's a cross I bear and and it's it's all blessed. But on that board, uh, we had an opportunity several years ago to um, request areas of of emphasis of emphases working with the office of national mission and the life that the area <laughs> it's early the area that I requested was life ministry and uh, that was already going strong um, however in the time that I've served I've encouraged that we expand that to marriage life and family and uh, by the grace of God, uh, the Lord has permitted that um, expanded vision on the board, which has, um, of course, uh, influenced what we do in the Office of National Mission, the LCMS. Most recently, uh, in the form of uh, Resolution 1-6A on marriage life and the family, which was approved at our synodical convention um, not too long ago, just here recently, and uh, absolutely thrilled about this resolution because a couple of highlights. One uh, is for the the uh, theological import of, of this and what it says in terms of our biblical understanding of always connecting life, again, which was a a, a ministry aspect that was already going strong in the LCMS to marriage, um, first of all, marriage, life, and then family overall. And uh, the way it does is by highlighting the fact that if we don't protect, um, if we don't protect our God-given revelation on holy matrimony, uh, between a man and a woman, and uh, rejoicing in in the holy vocations of husband and wife, then we're not really going to be defending life 
as we ought to be. Um, as God has given his very first commandment recorded in Holy Scripture in Genesis 1, to be fruitful and multiply, uh, being given to the man the woman he brought together uh, in that first holy marriage. And then, of course, uh, with marriage and life established, then celebrating the family, taking care of the entire family, uh, in this way we properly honor God. And so that's kind of the theological uh, underpinning that we have going on here. But in, in this practical, uh, the practical highlight is that in having passed this resolution 1-06A, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod is saying we are going to invest more than ever before in upholding these and in ministering to these uh, for our people in all of our 35 districts across the country. We want to provide more resources than ever before in supporting marriage, life, and family. This is all so, so great that uh, all of these things, pro-life things that came out of out of convention and the, that the LCMS has been working on um, in the Office of National Mission, um, especially in our culture today, um, all of these these um, threats against um, pro-life, uh, pro-life beliefs, pro-life um, culture uh, that, that we live out um, in our in our Christian lives. Um, talk about um, some of these threats and also why it's so important for us um, to to talk about, to gather and talk about these pro-life issues. Right. You know, um, uh, along the way, we we have heard it, when, especially in, in attending the uh, wonderful live conferences that we're already doing, the LCMS, Washington, D.C., every every other year, Sarah. In fact, I, I got to see you mm-hmm. this, this past, in fact, you and Andy, this past uh, January, Washington, D.C., here and see a lot of uh, young folks uh, coming out, and um, it, it's it's kind of in vogue right now to support life. And while there's certainly uh, not quite the, the the backing when it comes to defending um, man and woman and holy matrimony and and uh, male and female in the current culture, it's again more in vogue to uh, say I'm for life, I'm for life. However. Um, what continues to happen is a steady degradation in the culture that we see uh, having come out, especially in some of the 2019 state bills. And for those states that didn't actually pass the bills, at least a strong debate um, that either identified the state as, as passing a new bill to support reproductive privacy acts, which really, you know, just hail the whole theme of, uh, protecting the woman's body uh, as as her own and, and not interfering with a woman's decision um, or states that if they didn't pass the bills are strongly leaning in that direction, um, amounting to a total of about 19 states who are strongly uh, abortionist states, uh, to the extent that some of these bills have now put us in a position to um, take life, uh, violate the Fifth Commandment, even after um, a child is born and amounting to infanticide. So, so, so the cultural threat, the cultural degradation continues right before our eyes uh, in the United States of America. I think what really uh, makes it plain uh, is recently in, in the magazine Teen Vogue, in the June 6th issue, there is an article entitled, um, Re- Reaching Out to These Teenagers in, in Our Country, entitled, How to Get an Abortion If You're a Teen, unquote. 
Um, these things are just astounding. They, 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 they make your, you know, your jaw drop. And to see that everything the Lord says about what would happen in the world as we're now living in the last days, of course, uh, we have since the very first um, century in the New Testament, of course, but we, we see the degradation and the threat is real. Tell us about, uh, you mentioned the National Life Conference that happened this past January. Uh, now taking this to a more regional approach, um, tell us about the, the upcoming regional conference. Yeah, so the, the regional conference, again, an offshoot of what we're doing at the national level, is going to be in Los Angeles County. Um, we are uh, calling the Southern California Defending Life Conference. Um, we have at our website, uh, defendinglifeconference.org, a beautiful um, advertisement for the conference. And uh, it's all taking place um, on September 6th, which is a Friday, and September 7th, Saturday of this year. Uh, it's right around the corner now, about three weeks away, four weeks away, three weeks away. And we're going to be holding it at Pacific Lutheran High School. Pacific Lutheran High School is one of the high schools of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, and that's in Gardena, California. It's kind of the, the southern part of Los Angeles County. Um, so you, have, you drive south beyond downtown L.A. as you start to head towards Orange County. Uh, it's in the city of Gardena. And uh, we are so excited about this conference because, by the grace of God, he has permitted us to gather just a great group of speakers. And among those speakers are some keynote speakers that we're truly thrilled about, in, including uh, Abby Johnson. Um, she is the founder of an organization called And Then There Were None. It's an organization dedicated to reaching out to the employees of Planned Parenthood, literally encouraging them to quit their jobs at Planned Parenthood and allow Abby's organization to find them new work. Um, once upon a time, Abby was, was uh, one of the higher-ups in Planned Parenthood and was uh, responsible for contributing to over 30,000 abortions uh, under her management. And she was, she was converted, converted to Christ and, uh, not only uh, did she repent of her, uh, what she had gone through in violating God's word, she repented, was brought to Christ by the Holy Spirit, has had children now from the womb, and is now defending children with all of her might. I, uh, the, the movie Unplanned was based on uh, her experience at Planned Parenthood and her life and uh, her conversion. I saw the movie. I walked out of the theater saying, yeah, I need to reach out to her. And by the grace of God, she's coming. We're excited. And our own Reverend Michael Selmink um, of Lutherans for Life, Executive Director of Lutherans for Life, does a fantastic job in his presentations and also speaking. And then we also uh, recruited Kathleen Eden Bravo, who's the CEO founder of Obria Group, the medical clinic group. That's really uh, a Christian alternative to Planned Parenthood. She's She's done a fantastic job. Obrey has been growing throughout the country. In addition to those three keynotes, we have uh, 17 uh, presenters for the breakaway, five breakaway sessions, a total of 51 presentations, including uh, Professor Scott Stegemeyer of Concordia University, Irvine, doing the future of designer babies. 
I will be talking about marriage, life, and family, of course. Um, Pastor Selamink is going to do speaking the truth and love, engaging abortion advocates and meeting their objections and arguments. Um, our district president, Mike, Dr. Mike Gibson, is going to be doing how the church responds to abortion. We have several others coming out with very practical presentations as well as biblical theology presentations. We have a, a sister in Christ who... Uh, was conceived uh, through a, a rape um, against her mother, um, but she's here to tell her story about, of course, the sanctity of her life and how very happy she is to be here with us. Um, another uh, LCMS woman uh, who has had who had an abortion is now speaking up to talk about the effects of abortion upon a woman and about her experience to be brought to Christ and to receive the healing power of the gospel. Uh, we have something on the psychological effects of abortion, the Old Testament and New Testament perspectives on the full personhood of the child within the womb. We have one on what the Constitution says about abortion, looking at uh, the um, legal aspects uh, of um, constitutional law since Roe versus Wade. My son, Reverend A.J. Espinoza, who's out there with you guys, uh, hard at work with Thy Strong Word, is doing Genesis 1 through 11, Humanity's Limited Dominion and the Holiness of Creation. Anyway, just a lot of great things. Again, September 6th and 7th, Gardena, Pacific Lutheran High School, and registration is still open, and people can get to our site and register online. And we would love to have everyone, especially people from St. Louis, to come and uh, sanctify our event. <laughs> DefendingLifeConference.org. Thank you so much, the Reverend Dr. Alfonso Espinosa. Thank you for being our guest on the Coffee Hour this morning. Oh, you are so welcome, Andy and Sarah. Thanks for having me. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Oh.